everyone welcome to cancer healing journey talks myself shruti dafke from community outreach team of senonco.io and lucky cancer cancer healing journey talks helps cancer survivors and caregivers to share their journey with vast number of survivors and caregivers who have traveled or been traveling through this journey this can inspire and motivate them for their faster recovery as well firstly i would like to introduce today's speaker miss stella she is a colorectal cancer survivor I'm happy that you are here with us today to share your journey with us. Over to you, uh, ma'am. Please start with your introduction. Okay. My name is Stella Herman. Um, the cancer journey, as story, it began in twenty nine. 19, the end of the year, I started to see the blood in my stool. Then I didn't take any action because uh, it was a, a painful thing and it was a painless thing. I mean, I didn't get any kind of pain, no abdominal pain, no fever, absolutely nothing concerned my pain. So 2020, 2020, January, I went to the hospital and asked for checkups. They told me I don't have any kind of disease. I went back home. So after one day, I called my friend who was a doctor and told me that I have to go for colonoscopy. So I was leaving the village. I went to town and I underwent colonoscopy. It revealed I had a rectal tumor. I left that town and go to another town that is Dar es Salaam. Um, it revealed uh, colorectal uh, cancer and it was uh, at stage two. That was in um, at the end of March. So in April 2020, at the peak of COVID-19, in April 8, I underwent a surgery to remove part of the colony, uh, mini rectum and part of the colon. It was 20, 22 centimeter was removed. So Ooh. now I don't have that. But, huh? Oh, I mean, wow. Um, so Hello? what treatment you underwent? Yes, I went. Um, I went through all the treatment for cancer. It was first surgery, uh, very low anterior resection. I mean, they removed that rectum, and after three weeks. In the same April, I underwent another surgery to create a stoma, I mean a colostomy. So I had colostomy for eight months. December 2020, I underwent another surgery to close the stoma. But chemotherapy and radiotherapy, I underwent that treatment on August and September 2020. Mm -hmm. That means I underwent uh, 30 radiations and 30 days of okay. Oral chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. uh, so when you got to know that you have cancer, what was your first reaction? 
uh, actual uh, I, I thought of like when I was waiting for the result that I have on stage two, I mean, the time that the biopsy was, was taken, I was actually close to God. And I, I had this, um, this feelings that every human being should leave this world, no matter how, no matter when, no matter, no matter what it takes, everyone should die. So I accepted that I have cancer. And when the doctor tell, uh, was telling me like, Stella, you have stage two CA, I said, okay, so what the way forward? What I was looking is what the way forward. And he told me that I cannot escape this surgery. It is very, very important. It is a major surgery. And I told him, it's okay. Then uh, I, because I, I knew from the, I am Christian. Uh -huh. All people in the Bible already gone even Jesus himself. Yeah. And we were told he, he yes, we were told he's, uh, he, he was actually the son of God and he's gone, what about me? Anyway, I will die, then it's okay. If I die, it's fine. If I live, it's fine. First thing I have to accept that, to accept that I have cancer and I have to look for the way forward and I will accept treatment, whichever treatment, whichever blood cuddling treatment, I will accept it. That is the first uh, thought I got into myself. Yeah, that you accepted so, cancer, right? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So how to break the news to my society that I have cancer and I have to battle it? Mm -hmm. People didn't accept it and uh, they got shocked. Some of my friends, they called me and say, we heard that you have cancer. Are you not scared? I told them, no, I'm not scared because I have to face it. No one will live forever in this world. We have to go where we belong. There is eternity life and I'm ready to face it. So wow. I asked for this fundraising. Yeah, I asked it to, uh, uh, I was asking uh, people to help me out to fight it so I opened up this I mean whatsapp group for mm -hmm. fundraising so I asked my friends and some relatives I put them into that group and I told them I have been diagnosed with this colorectal cancer and they asked me to buy something that is out of my insurance um, insurance for health national insurance I have national insurance for health so they will take good care of me but what about uh one of i i was told to to have this uh circular stapler as in uh something that can make easy anastomosis when mm -hmm. they are they were doing operations so that circular stapler it was uh it was actually very costful and i couldn't manage it so I, I made the fundraising and that made me easier to undergo the treatment. So people were, I mean, contributing. Night, people are fighting for relatives. They gave me. And what about your family? Like you have a husband and a daughter also, right? So how did they respond? 
okay actual what i did was like this i didn't tell uh, i didn't tell my husband uh-huh you see uh he's he went for his family not to tell him either hmm. i wanted just to fight alone and see how it is i didn't want to shock him with the that bad news i once uh -huh. told him i i told him i, I was found with a, a tumor in my intestine but i didn't tell him that it was cancer so at the time when I was, yeah, <laughs> there was a time um, he called and my my mother received the call, and he was he was told that I was I, I had cancer and he was shocked. But it I had already gone through uh, first and second surgery. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And yes, how so did he feel I, that you didn't tell him the first two times? Yeah, I was protecting him. Yeah, and that's true. Now I, I, <laughs> I was protecting him to get this bad news. Uh -huh. um, yeah, for the, case, for the case of my kid, she was two, uh, two years and a half. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she came so with she her grandmother right? to take care of me. Huh. Yeah, she wasn't understanding, but <laughs> with that colostomy, she wants so colostomy. And she was asking like, uh, Mama, you have this, um, you have a wound on, wound on your stomach. Uh, what is uh, going on? Are you sick? And I told him, ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you see? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, she see, she really saw my battle uh -huh. the way i was crying sometimes she was finding me uh, finding me crying when i had pain because of that chemotherapy and radiotherapy at the same time for six weeks uh for the six weeks made me to deteriorate i had a worse um destruction of my body my uh -huh. actual physically uh, mentally but actually I was trying to protect her not see me sick but most of the time he was she was finding me sick and asking mama what can I bring for you he was she was asking her grandma to provide porridge like my ma mama is crying again uh, maybe she needs some porridge so when he mm -hmm. when he was coming and I was that I am fine. So until now, Mama, your stomach. Do you remember you had the wound? You see? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. Um, so do you so think my, cancer my... has changed you in a positive mm -hmm. way? Hello? Hello. Yes. Or do you think yes. cancer has changed you in a positive way? Uh, yeah, cancer, cancer. Actual, as long as I, I had this, uh, um, I have to provide an awareness to the society. I'm telling them to think positive of cancer. Ah, cancer has changed your perspective, right? 
uh, okay what have you said that <laughs> cancer has changed me positively yeah uh, actually yes like uh, i have i can say that i had i had i had life but i wasn't living well before mm -hmm. cancer but after cancer i have to value each and every minute that god has given me each and every minute mm -hmm. right. so i have a very positive perspectives towards my life after battling cancer so it has shaped me to be the best, better person and uh, can you tell me one or two difference with like first you used to do this but because of cancer you change that way of doing it uh actually after battling cancer i have been a very strong person since you mm -hmm. see a very yeah. strong woman yes Be because before it i didn't know whom uh i was trusting everyone like people loved me and they care for me but when i was battling cancer some of my very close relatives they mm -hmm. rejected me you see mm -hmm. and we had no place to go after being discharged from the hospital because mm -hmm. some people uh, because one of my very close um, relative didn't want to do anything with me and she was the one who accepted us once but after um, she was seeing that i was battling cancer and thought that i couldn't make it i probably die so she refused to accept me in her family because i had cancer so it's just oh. a great isolation <laughs> Damn. Then yeah, what did you do? Like, this would have hurt you mentally, like very much, right? I I depend on God, and I told my mother that the Rikers was asking, like, how, where can we go? Because that she is my my auntie's child, and we have been grew grown up together since we were young. Can you can you imagine? since we were young yeah. and just we were more like more than siblings we were friends but because of cancer she didn't want to do anything with me and till now we do not have communication he doesn't want to call me to see how i how i'm doing like the relationship ended you see mm -hmm. So it didn't affect me. Yeah, it didn't affect me. I depended on God a hundred percent. I was I was telling my my mother day and night, like we have two weeks in the hospital and we had no one. Like okay. I have my mother only, and when my my childhood brought it to me, um, this was the time that that I have already finished those surgeries, those two major surgeries. You see, mm. so someone helped us. I mean, a good Samaritan that I can say, a good Samaritan. I don't know from where. And that woman, she took me in with my mother for almost five months. Mm -hmm. You see, yeah. and after, four, uh, after five months, uh, we decided to rent a house somewhere in Dar es Salaam. Uh -huh. You see, because that is another town. Yeah. We rented a house and I continued with my treatment, all of those, because we had no, no one to trust. 
we had no close relatives that we have only one relative we depend on and he didn't want us any longer hmm, right. but we lived well I and everything's to god i think but that is how did you manage that thing like... yes because friends were more closer to me than, ah, than relatives right yes so people were taking care of us i mean from another town i mean from various regions they were calling us uh asking how i was doing provide financial help you see that the great thing that my friends did most than my relatives you see mm -hmm. yes because of cancer that's why i've told you i'm stronger than enough <laughs> yeah yeah you're very strong <laughs> yes and uh, now some people when they get to know that they have cancer they reject to mm -hmm. get the treatment because they think mm -hmm. that they'll die uh what will you suggest for them mm. that the things i have been doing until the, today i was speaking with one of my i mean i am I'm, i'm sometimes i am a counselor i cannot call myself a counselor yet oh because through my situation <laughs> through my situation i have been like a counselor i'm telling um i mean after doctors uh, saw my the strength in me most of the time they just giving me phone calls and ask me to help other patients like mm -hmm. we have this patient and we want to do surgery please talk with him and uh, tell him what you went through maybe he or she can learn that is what i'm actually now doing um patients um cancer patients why do they reject um cancer treatment the first thing is they lack awareness that yeah. cancer can be treated yes so they they don't believe that cancer is treatable so they find another way um maybe they go to the witch doctors and this is done most of africans people they're going to witch doctors and if they go there and they come back to the medical things hospital cancer has already spread you see yeah yeah uh, so this uh, make people a lot of people a lot of patients to lose their lives so what you can suggest to cancer patients they have forced to ask uh, to accept their situation right um, i also to, think they that have uh, when they get to know they have cancer like when side effects or something are showing up they don't go for checkups or something so that causes more problems exactly because for the case of cancer a uh, patient after treatment has uh, really to go to checkups after 3 month after 6 month after um a year i mean for actually eventually for 10 years that case cancer patient has to go to the hospital you see yeah uh -huh. so these checkups we have to make it a real great follows and mm -hmm. we shouldn't have to listen to other people's around on the street but we have to listen to doctors yes true. and people very true 
um what are the three life lessons that uh, you have after cancer okay life lessons <laughs> okay number one hmm. that um every human being is very important yeah despite of any weakness that someone he or she has i mean uh for what i went through Uh, no one shouldn't have to reject me. Mm-hmm. You see, I was important despite my, uh, despite the cancer that I was battling. Right. You see? Yes. That the first lesson. Second lesson. Uh, cancer has shaped me uh, to be someone else that I can provide an, an awareness from what I what I went through. I mean, mm. I have the ability of telling people that I went through cancer and now I am this cancer survivors and they can believe very positive towards cancer. I mean, it is treatable. Mm, right. First, uh, I would I yes, I I want to believe that cancer is treatable, you see? But after yes. battling it, I have learned this cancer is it treatable and cured and sometimes it can be preventable mm, yes yeah, number three. Oh, my lesson number three. Mm-hmm. life is and i have to i mean uh, we have to see everything as very important when we live we live just once we do not live twice we live once yes. and we have to use this time effectively yeah before cancer before cancer i was doing some business you see and if i uh, if i some people have taken my products and asked them to pay Uh, back and they just resist i cannot force them i just leave that business uh, go away you see i'm mm. not that stellar as before so now i fight harder if i want this is my right i have to fight it for real yeah you see so i value important a second now before you couldn't do this and that this time i can do it yeah sure hello yes yeah so uh, now someone who is going through the same cancer and has a very negative aspect how will you tell that person to think in a positive way and like change his mindset Okay. If I I get your patient and how do I tell them that cancer is treatable? First, I always tell them that um they have to accept they have already got cancer and they have to look the way forward because uh cancer is treatable. You see, they have to listen to doctors. They have to listen to what god tell them i mean god really exists and mm-hmm. we live just once so uh even if you have cancer and um 
you have already been told that you will be under palliative care. Mm -hmm. You have to live every second of your life at the best life you have ever given. That is a gifted life. The life yeah. is a, a great gift, you know. So after this is trouble for cancer, there is life of, after cancer. And cancer is treatable and very cure, cured. Yes. yes, yes, yes. So what, um, what they will tell the patient, they shouldn't have to give up. They shouldn't have to give up until cancer give up itself. So cancer oh, should wow. have to give up. Not you have to give up. Cancer should have to give up on you. <laughs> yeah. You see? Yes. Um, you are, if you have to sum up your journey in just one line, what it would be? Hello. Hello. Yes. Yeah. If you have to sum up your journey in just one line, what it would be? If I want to line up or to conclude the, this my yeah. cancer journey. Okay. <laughs> to conclude it, it's like after cancer, there are either beautiful life uh, waiting for us as patients and the previous patients. Mm -hmm. After cancer, there is beautiful life waiting for us outside there. Mm. So we have to fight harder against the situation that we were passing through. We shouldn't have to give up in any way so yeah. that we can win over. You see? Yes. So after this, uh, after this journey, we have we need to have more expectations that after cancer, I will have a very beautiful life. After cancer, I will go to my normal daily routine. Mm -hmm. After cancer, there is the great lesson that you will learn uh, because of the isolation, because of the blood curdling. Um, treatment that someone has undergone you see mm -hmm. so after this painful there is a beautiful life so here yeah. i am right now i can eat i can smell i can feel the taste of the food i can breathe healthy and everything has ended concerning cancer and here i am as a cancer survivor mm, yes so after everything life is there waiting for me so mm -hmm. so happy i'm happy as before as before cancer i am i'm very very happy though sometimes there is some worries that can come <laughs> come near me like yeah. what if i get a recurrence what will happen and so i give up to myself that of that thought uh, how how do I how do you stop those to uh, thoughts? Uh, thought about recurrence. Mm -hmm. I, I, okay, exactly. You see, I I encourage myself that like ah, who has remained as uh, our testimony for the rest of our lives that he, he hasn't ever go um gone uh, as actual actually this one like we mm -hmm. all die right. Right. No one has remained as a seed in this world. You see? Yes. So I will die anyhow. I will die anyway. I will die anytime. You see? 
yeah at the end of the life there is death so why should i be scared of so i said like no cancer recurrence people all people die so please devil don't even try to scare me i'm not scared of anything right now mm, yeah yes i'm not scared i'm not scared if i get that uh, scarcity situation i say no uh, um, how should i be scared of this i have battled already i am healthy no i have to look about how healthy i am not about um how pain i have to undergo uh, and but after getting recurrence no i didn't accept any i have to look forward why should i look forward for the pain or any kind of failure Wow. something that i don't understand yes i shouldn't have to be that way that i have to uh, to ask myself why is this recurrent no like people say that you shouldn't feel uh, worried something that hasn't worried you yet oh wow it's amazing <laughs> hey, that's it <laughs> it's like this you are going somewhere mm -hmm. and you feel like ah okay there is the pain i'm going to get there there is an insult i'm going to uh, to get there what if you want to get that insult mm. what if you want to get that isolation yeah and you expected for isolation to happen so we haven't happened this way not about that way around that is too that is it should be we have to think of very positive uh, things mentally and we have to be we have to think very positive not about failure isolation and a lot of things that will hurt you we have to think yeah. of things that will make us happy yes that's true um okay then thank you for your valuable time i'm sure this session really motivates people out there who have traveled or been traveling through cancer it was lovely having you here today once again thank you so much thank you to thank you because i have decided just to make people aware about what we went through that i am sure there are some people who will get healed because of my testimony yes i'm sure that is what i believe yeah yeah thank you thank you a lot and you're welcome